Welcome to Mom Means Business, the podcast where we celebrate the incredible strength and resilience of moms who are turning their dreams into reality. With your hosts, Jamie and Jessica. This is more than just a podcast. It's your mom business meeting. So let's dive in, connect, and together let's show the world that mom means business. Welcome back. Mom Means Business podcast here and ready to roll. Jamie. I have a celebration today. Okay. We are going to celebrate the fact that, which this is like a celebration, but also not, but like summer kids are about to go back to school in a few weeks. And I, let me just, I got to say a lot of things about this. I really love having my kids home. They're home right now. You might hear them in a little bit. Um, Like I really love having my kids home, but also I love a schedule. Yes. So it's not that I want my kids to leave. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is I really love a consistent schedule. Yeah. And school for them provides that for them and for me. Call it what you want. I think that is so solid. We're kind of like, so when do your kids go back to school? First week of August? Second week. Second week. What? Like on Monday? No, no, no. Third. third, uh, Like the 15th or something. So they're late. That's much later. So like Rory goes back like end of August. So Mm -hmm. we kind of have this, I feel like I'm kind of having like one of the strangest summers of my, I'm going to say it of my life Mm -hmm. because like that sounds very dramatic, but legitimately because one, you know, my husband just did this big job shift where now he's working for my company and he's been a teacher our whole married life. So he's been off for summer and now he is working like really hard in the summer. I didn't even Uh, think about that, but yes, you're right. This has been like the biggest shift of our marriage, like in terms of work roles, because he's always (laughs) off. He's a teacher, but now he's lawn care and he works very hard. Um, And we scheduled our vacation this year so late, like with keeping that in mind. So like our vacation is the first week of August and that we've never done that before. We're always like June, not June. I actually think like the weather is not good enough in June for a vacation, in my opinion. Like, it's still, like, cold sometimes. Oh, it depends I'm where like you go, July. but yes. I'm like a July. June can be, like, so hit or miss. I feel like summer has started in July consistently. Mm-hmm. So our vacation's starting really late, and then we have this kind of, like, hiatus where Rory has, like, I think he's off of summer camp for, like, two weeks, like, between mm-hmm. summer camp and school. And so- there's nothing. There's nothing. There's not a summer camp that you can put him in. There's not like a thing. I keep going back and forth about it. I'm like, I have good childcare between like my mom, my mother-in-law and our babysitter Mm -hmm. that like I do enjoy kind of like those times off and I bought the pool membership. So that's like low-key why I bought it. I was like, okay, we're going to have two weeks. We're going to the pool every day. Yeah. That's that's what we're doing. And I signed him up for like a week of private lessons. So he'll have like a private lesson every day during that week. Great. Um, but yeah, this is like, I feel like so many people and just hearing you say that are like, kids are coming back to school soon versus I feel like I'm just about to get to the peak of my summer. Like I'm not oh, there yet. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so again, I don't know if I've talked about this here, but um, 
we decided this year that we were not going to put our kids in a bunch of camps. We weren't going to mm-hmm. be like running all over the town to get yeah. them here, there, and everywhere. And so they've just been home. And like, you know, take it back to like a 1990s summertime when yeah. you like had to figure out what the heck to do so that you weren't bored all the time. And yeah. maybe that meant you watched TV all day. And maybe that meant that you, you know, for us, like maybe they're on technology, but you know what? Like, they're having fun. They're building relationship. I will say it has been very challenging, but they're learning life skills. Like they have learned how to make their own lunch mm-hmm. to get in the fridge, get snacks, you know, make, get their own waters, figure out what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really, really nice. And I've, you know, we've done some things in the afternoons together. We've made a list of the things that we want to do and, I mean, they have some pretty awesome things that they've been able to do this summer. So, yeah. Um, it's so, what time, good. You, what time are you wrapping up your days, Jessica, to do to kind of do like summer things that are on the list? It depends. Maybe between three and four, but then I'm back on after they go to bed. Yeah. Um, and like we'll though. go have dinner at the pool, or yeah. you know, we'll go bowling, which we haven't done yet, but we have on our list to do, which is why I'm saying like we're gonna go bowling. Um, you know, just like even playing outside, having popsicles on the back yeah. deck, it's just yeah. things that you don't normally do during the school year because you don't mm-hmm. have time and you're running here, there, and everywhere. And oh, uh, I feel that's my core. Like I love that about summer because I feel like you're so right. Even like. Going and having dinner on the back porch and then having a popsicle. I'm like, we have been so, I don't know. It's also been hard because we've been so like, bedtime is, who knows when bedtime is. Because we've just, we're in like summer state of mind. Even though we have camp every morning. Like camp is pushed back 30 minutes from school, which is nice. So like it does buy us a little time. But like it's so hard to keep a bedtime schedule in summer because you're just doing stuff. And there's no point in stopping it. It's like I know. They're I know themselves. There are days where we get to like, you know, they're having meltdowns and they're yeah. arguing for no reason. I'm like, mm, early bedtime tonight. Like yeah, there's same. no negotiation. Same. Um, but it's yeah. Like it's weak because it catches yeah. up to them. Yes. We get like, and then we're like, okay, we're actually seven o'clock bedtime tonight yeah. versus like we've been like between eight and nine lately. It's, same. Yes. Yeah. But it's like what you said, like. You know, what's the point? It's summertime. Let them just have the time to hang out. That's so true. Because once winter comes, like, and the sun goes down earlier, it's just so much easier to be like. Everybody's in bed at six o'clock. I've noticed, and I don't know if you've been like this, but I was telling Kyle yesterday, I was like, I feel like, because I had so much, I have so much time to myself when we're on schedule and like Rory goes to bed at seven, but like. Right now, I'm finding he's going to bed, and Kyle and I sit down to watch a show, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's 11 o'clock. Like, I need to go – like, I'm staying up so much later as a result, yeah. which is yep. not good. That's actually been very bad for me. Me too, because I need a solid eight hours to be functional the next That's day. That's crazy, Jessica. That is – I know that about you, but that is so wild. I don't know how you do that. Do you get if I get Yeah. If I get seven – if I get – if I get seven hours, I'm okay for one day. Two days, maybe three is pushing it. I'll need nine hours at, at day three. Girl, that is so wild. I've been like that my whole life. Yeah, I, I used to I get sick. Like, like I used to get ill, sick. <laughs> if I didn't, 
<laughs> have sleep. And my mom, I'd be like, oh, I would get like a fever and everything. And then you'd go to the doctor and they'd be like, oh, it's nothing. And my mom would be like, it's because you need rest. And I would sleep, like I would, I would sleep for like 10 hours and then I'd wake up and I'd be like magically healed. They say that sleep does that. So I feel it. Maybe that's what I need in my life. <laughs> sleep. Yes. Yes. Newborn life was really hard for me. <laughs> that, I think that's hard for everyone. Nobody's well, sleeping yeah. at all. Like, no, no. It's no. just like mom Hayes zombie life till, till yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So along the same lines, but I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about, have you seen recently a lot of influencers have decided that they're not going to show their kids' faces on social yeah, media? Yeah, they put like an emoji over it or they show them with their I, – I actually have friends that practice that as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me tell me your thoughts. Tell me like – I don't know. How do you feel? Do you feel some type of way about it? Like are you doing it? Are you not doing it? Why? Why not? Um, I, I try to keep Rory off of the Be Still Getaways page. Like I kind of make like a conscious effort to really not post him that often. Or like if I do post him, it's like a far away photo of like something cute with him at a property. But like I do make a conscious effort of that. I don't really have opinion on my, I'm like, my personal page for me is like a diary or a digital scrapbook of sorts of my life. And yeah, posting my child is a part of that. And so yeah. I understand being a celebrity and like for me that reasoning and even like influencers, like high level influencers who are sort of quote unquote celebrities, like why they would do it for just the protection of of their family. Like I have a few like super woke friends that do it because it's like a consent thing of being like, well, they're not asking to have their photo on my social media and this is going to be there for forever, like as them. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, that's really kind of you. I feel that, but I don't know. Yeah. So I feel that like on my personal page, like they are part of my personal life and it's like a digital scrapbook of sorts. And I want to remember these things. And I'm also not painting my children in a bad light. Like I'm not posting terrible pictures of them or like saying bad things about them. So who would do that? Like no mom is doing that about their children. We don't know. But, you know, I guess. I can see for like high level influencers how that can be problematic. But I I I don't know that I would post my children on like if I was an influencer, if I was like, you know, promoting a business, I don't know that I would post my children. If I did, like probably the back of their heads or yeah. you know, I don't know that I'd put an emoji over them. Although like I get it. it the picture's good. Just yeah. put an emoji. But it's like very vulnerable and people are weird is. and crazy. People are weird and crazy. And here's the other thing. Like like your friend said, like this is out there till the end of time. And if they are job searching, like that could very well be for my oldest in the next six years. She could be job searching and then they like look up my Instagram to see information about her. Right. And so, um, I like, I don't know why that has really stuck with me lately and like thinking through that and what that could mean for my kids. But, um, you're going to do that. Not on my personal page. No, yeah. I'll still yeah. keep that. But yeah. anything else outside of that, I'm not going to post my children. Is your personal page private? It is not, which is another thing that I've, ta- I've thought about. Um, I don't know. I go back and forth. 
because there's a lot of limitations if you go private. There's a lot of protections too. So um, I don't know. It's it's certainly been on the forefront of my mind recently because I just I want to protect them. Yeah. You know, like I don't want them to get social media for a little while. They don't need it. Their brains oh cannot. My gosh, that is going to be an era for you, though, in the next like five years. I know. I know. And so, like, like does, does Elizabeth have friends that have social media? Not yet. Not that I know of. Um, they're starting to get phones, though. Phones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're starting to get phones. And, you know, she has her watch that she can contact certain people. We put a lot of limitations on it, but um, it's mainly for us to contact her when she's not with us. Right. Um, and I also have GPS location on that thing because you better believe I'm looking it up. <laughs> That is a funny thing. I'm like, welcome to like parenting, like being a millennial parent. Like I recently had someone say that being like, are you going to like, okay, do you and James share location? Okay. So I didn't think we did, but the other day he was like, yeah, I I looked at your location and you weren't where you said you were. And I was like, I was, you know, telling you a little ahead of time because I was about to be there. And he, and I was like, also, we had this location thing on our phones. So apparently we do. We do like we do it, and um, it's very useful. Like, actually, like we share location like everyone within my family, but there are you know, I like have friends that are adamantly against that, like sharing location with their spouses. And I think that's so funny. And they're like, Are you gonna do that with your kids? I'm like, Yes, yeah, Jamie. definitely assumed that I would. Think about all the things you did as a kid and all the times you weren't where you said you were going and like, don't you want to give your kid that same opportunity? Hold on. But that (laughs) did give me a pause because I was like, I mean, honestly, yeah, it feels sad. And also I have a son because, and this is unfortunate because my literal, like if I'm being really honest, the first thought in my head was if I had a daughter, yes, 100%, there's no freaking way that we're not sharing location. But for a son, it gave me a pause that I was like, what? Yeah, we could not. (laughs) My gosh. I know. I hate to laugh at that, but it is funny just like where your head goes there. The things I did at Elizabeth's age at, you know, like I was riding my bike down the street to the Publix and I was going and I was buying a sub sandwich with my friends and we were eating at the park and then we were coming home and we were getting in the pool and then we were riding the bikes all over the neighborhood. And do you think I will let her do that right now? You are out of your mind. Yeah, I would never. I remember my mom made us walk because we would go around the neighborhood and my mom made me walk with a walkie talkie. And then, like, and then, like, a two-mile radius or something. like. <laughs> and I so loved it. I felt like I had, like, a phone. And so we were you, like... D- I thought I was... <laughs> that, like, click, like, yeah. Jamie, are you there? <laughs> are you guys on your way back? And there's no location sharing. She's like, yeah, we're walking up the hill, Mom. Like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I mean, I... <laughs> So it's like, that cracks me up because it's like, even then, and like, we lived in a big neighborhood and even then, like, clearly my mom had some pause, which is good. Yeah. 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 So you should have that. <laughs> Walkie talkie. Well, just, you know, the pause of like, oh, yeah. Fi- location finder. That's good. We should it's have that. It's a very just safe thing to have. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. You have anything else on your list for some water cooler chitty chats? No, you're really you're really leading the combo here. I I have one more thing. Okay. Okay. So James and I recently had an opportunity where uh, business kind of fell in our laps to what? purchase. Yes. This is going to take us to the remainder of the podcast. Let's dive in. <laughs> Jamie has just gotten a little closer. Um, okay. And so we put in an offer. I'm going to keep the story short. Hold so, no, no, no. I immediately have a lot of questions. Well, hold on. Let me get, okay. let me, okay. let me tell a story. Okay. okay. So we put in an offer and our offer was denied. And, um, not in a way that was like, uh, you have the opportunity to counter offer, although we would have. However, when James and I talked about it, you know what we did? We went to back to thinking about the checklist that we talked about in a few episodes ago. We went back to the very first thing in the checklist, and that was defining our why. So so we put in the offer, it gets declined essentially. And we're like, okay, immediately our conversation was like, all right, well, we're going to counter and we're going to move forward. And then we paused, we stopped and we were like, well, actually, what was our why? Our why was we didn't want to see this business go out of business in our area. That was our why. We wanted to see it continue for the good that it was providing in the community. And we wanted to keep, see it keep going, which is why we were putting, putting in an offer on it. But someone else is doing that. And so why are we countering if our why was to see it continue and it's going to continue just not with us, then what is the point of the counter? And so mm. I bring that here to say how important it is to define your why, to bring you back to a space of understanding why you're doing something. Because otherwise, you we would have a business now potentially that we potentially you know overspent on, and now we're elbows deep in loans. And what are we going to do, right? And so, um, anyway, I just wanted to bring that here because I know we talked about that as our step one in our checklist and how important that is. Because it was a really good conversation that James and I had. That's very exciting. Yeah. Did the owner approach you or was it like, did you guys see it? Was it the building or was it the physical business? All of it. So oh. um, the owner put out sort of like an SOS, like, hey, our lease is up. We are not going to continue this anymore. And if anyone wants to talk about, you know, buying it, negotiations, like we are open to it. And so we asked for more information, did our due diligence. Um, the way I can read a PL and a balance sheet these days is pure magic. Um, and, you know, assets and it was profitable. And it was only open 16 hours a week. So even there were other revenue streams that could be, you know. Oh, what is it? I'm dying. Well, I know you probably can't say. I'm going to say, yeah. Um, but anyway, it could, it was profitable. It had a lot of potential and, um, you know, our minds were just running wild over it. 
And so I think the other thing that this sort of ignited for us is like, hey, this is something that we can do. And like, so if it comes across again, I think that we're also, we've learned a lot. So like we're in a better place to have these conversations and make decisions and do things. So anyway, the right thing comes across. That is very, very solid. And I, um, I feel that really hard because we kind of have something similar going on. Well, one, we're in the process of selling a business, which so like we're on the other end of it and we're like working through a lot of that right now and we're getting there. Um, but then like same, my, my carriage house business partner and I are, have been, you know, running some, some different numbers and like looking at some different performance for, we were looking at purchasing a local motel and, um, we were running the numbers and we were like, okay, best. I, I think what you said is so perfect in defining your why, because it's like, we've been working on this performa for this motel that we were like, this is it. Like, let's do it. This is going to be like our next property. And, um, no matter what way we ran it, we were coming out with like five K surplus every month. And we were like, her and I looked at each other and we were like, is $5,000 worth it for you for this motel? And it's not. Like no. that's where we're at is just like maybe a couple years ago, maybe even like three years ago. Yes. But like at this stage, her and I, we just had like last night, actually, like a coming to Jesus meeting and being like, is that worth it for you? And her and I both were just like, no, no. it's not. The amount of work it's you're going to put cool. into it. Exactly. Which was cool for us to then be like, okay, let's move on. Let's. And, and then like, you know, within an hour, like another interesting opportunity fell into our lap and it's like you know, defining what is, what is our tolerance for risk for one, but like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is the why? Like, what's the why behind? Is it to make money? Fine. Like if that's the why, define it and go with it. Right. Right. But then also I think another level to that is you have to define like how much money is worth the money, right? Like, cause if $5,000 isn't it, then what is it? And anyway, yes. So and what's I want palatable too, and being like, okay, committing to a one point seven five million dollar loan with a fourteen thousand dollar mortgage, versus purchasing a six hundred thousand dollar building with like a four thousand dollar mortgage is like, right? Ah, that, one feels, that one feels much comfier. Like right. even if we had zero income, we would be okay, you know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's just yeah. like very interesting things to to throw around and exciting too, because you and James probably started picturing like, what what could this be like? What would we right? Like? Oh my gosh, we had all these ideas of like, you know, revenue streams and just new things that we could do. Oh my god, we were just like it, it was it, it was exhausting, but like in a good way, right? Like we were in this like cycle of like thinking and energy and. Um, so anyway, yeah, it was, it was good. I am excited at like everything that ignited for, for us and allowed us to explore, right? Because to an extent, like you said, like we have to figure out, can we afford it? What are we comfortable with? How does this, you know, how much is this going to put us in debt? But like, it's good debt, right? And so um, can you, can you afford it even if you don't have it? And anyway, so um, you know, also just like on, on a different note too, like really nice that like I have the ability to have those kinds of conversations with my partner. Like that was also a really great takeaway of like, you know, we both bring very, we're like very opposite people. And so like we both bring something very different to the table, but they balance each other out. And anyway, it was just like really nice. And I think after we had our like, well, let's define our why conversation. And then we decided we weren't going to counter offer. We just kind of looked at each other and said, hey, like, I think we can really do this. So 
if something comes up and falls in our lap, like we should do We're it. Ready? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, solid. I think that's awesome. That yeah, fun. it's very interesting. It's like nothing is really concrete until like it is. <laughs> that's so true. I mean, and, and I will say too, like along these lines, we thought that it was going like it was going to be ours. Like the, we really thought that, um, you know, the owners were getting us in touch with the the tent, the landlords and lawyers and and then they went a different direction. And that's fine. Like I have there's nothing ill there. Right? Like they're making a business decision. I mean props, yeah. right? Like that was probably a really hard decision. Like yeah. I'd had some really good conversations with the owner and um so I mean great for them that they were able to make a business decision and not a decision on feelings. Yeah, 100%. I have to say that all the time. Like, it's just business. It's business. It's not personal. It's, business. it's just business. Yeah. And business can still be uh, empathetic or have feelings to an extent, but it's just all in how you address it, right? Like, right. it's all in how you address it. I agree. Um, well, I had a whole business update section, um, but I don't know that we can manage that in like five minutes. So, <laughs> table for the next episode. Table for the next episode. Um, do you have a tech stack? Do you have anything tech that has like changed your life recently? Or my tech stays pretty consistent. I got about five things that I love. Oh, I have one. Yeah, it's go. not that I'm using, but oh, okay. for a conversation. Have you gotten on Threads? Oh, Kyle and I were just talking about this. No, I haven't yet. I'm not there yet. Are you? No. No, because I think they still have a lot of kinks to work out. Like, I read that if you make a Threads account that you can't, because it's connected to your Instagram, that, like, you can't delete it. So, like, it forever exists, which won't always be the case. But, like, I think that is worth a consideration. (laughs) Mm, I'm just happy to see uh, just Twitter getting obliterated by Threads. That's just been, like my yeah. enjoyment and all of this i but did I, see i have liked it like i've liked reading what people are doing kyle's about to get on it because he was like Is a he? huge twitter user and then he mm. was someone who stopped using twitter immediately which was hard for him like when things started getting really weird mm-hmm. um and i was proud of him for doing that because that is the platform that he like kyle was like low-key twitter famous for like because he was a big like liverpool tweeter oh yeah 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 he loves the yeah. soccer Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so he would like he was he had like a pretty strong following from mm-hmm. that, yeah, um, and that was painful for him. And now he's like excited about threads. But that's awesome. Tell him to report back on that. Um, I saw this graph uh, on I don't even know some platform that said basically in seventy two hours they went from zero to a hundred million followers or you know people who made a, a I don't know a handle on threads. Is that what it's called? A handle? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, that's crazy. 100 million people in 72 hours? That's insane. I know. Good for Mark Zuckerberg. He was like, hey, things are going down over there. Let's real quick. We got to slap some code together and make a new <laughs> software because like this is like this platform is going to be the next Twitter. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, I've also read that like people are trying to use it for community. I just don't know how that is 
working, but I guess very similarly to what you were saying about Kyle and Liverpool, right? Like they're talking about the same thing. So you find the same people. Like Reddit. Like there's so many Reddit, like community, well, Uh threads. I feel that. I've definitely found a lot of community on social media. So I feel that. Yeah. I don't, it just seems like it's hard to do on threads, but also maybe because I'm not on there. I can't imagine. So I, I can't like chime in on the user ability of it. Right, 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 right. Anyway, so threads. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get on it. I don't know what that looks like for me, but um, yeah, that's it. That's a wrap on that episode. So thanks for joining. Cheers. That's a wrap on today's episode of Mom Means Business. We hope you enjoyed this empowering conversation and found inspiration to fuel your journey as a mom and entrepreneur. We'd love to hear your thoughts, stories, and suggestions at the Mom Means Business podcast at gmail.com. Net with us on social media, share your experiences, and let's continue this incredible journey together. Thank you for joining us today and being a part of our Mom Means Business community. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams, balancing your life, And remember, you are unstoppable.